Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And let's bring in our guest here from CBS Sports, fantasy and NFL analyst, Jamie Eisenberg. He's been on with us over the years a couple of times. Jamie, thanks, uh, thanks for checking in. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we got you on the fan here uh, Saturday nights. I know that in and out of uh, late-season Brewers baseball, we kind of flip back over to you guys once we clear the postgame show. But your spin on the Andrew Luck situation, and I feel bad for those that ha- had a draft <laughs> Jamie yesterday and took Luck. There were people that were drafting as the news was unfolding, you know, and it's just uh... – you know, the nature of the, of the beast, you know, I mean, it's the same thing, different circumstances, obviously, with the people who drafted Lamar Miller, you know, and, and, and suffered the same fate. Yeah. Hopefully there are no more injuries moving forward, but, you know, they're going to happen, and that's clearly just the nature of the game. I, I think, you know, everybody's hitting the panic button on the on the uh, the Colts skill players, and I understand why, because we saw this in 2017 when, when Jacoby Brissett took over, but it's such different circumstances. You know, Brissett's more experienced. He was thrown into the fire at the last minute. Remember, they made the trade right before the start of the season with the yep. Patriots to get Brissett. Great point. And he was just he was he was so inexperienced at the time, and the pieces around him are so much better. This is one of the best offensive lines in football. When you just take the pieces of T.Y. Hilton and Devin Funches and Tyrus Campbell and Eric Ebron and, and Jack Doyle, it's not the best group, but it's still pretty good. And then Marlon Mack, I think, is still a very good running back. So you downgrade the guys, but you don't panic and run away from them. You know they're going to probably present good value. And like you said. There's been a lot of drafts that's happened already. Go see if you could steal T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack cheap, and you'll be very happy if you get them at the right price because I don't think they're going to be very good fantasy options this year. Jamie, I, I like what you say about Marlon Mack because we are talking about the best offensive line in football and the most improved offensive line in football last year. What you can get for a team that's going to play ball control offense and be able to try to punch in red zone opportunities, Mack is going to be a huge option for you this year. Yeah, and let's not forget the defense is going to be better. You yep. know, it, it's something, you know, Chris Ballard, I, I think there was one of the comments last night, I don't know if it was, uh, you know, one of the talking heads or, or, or Jim Irsay said, you know, the one thing about this is this is extremely disappointing for the Colts, but they have the right guy in charge and Chris Ballard, the general manager, to, to get this thing in the right direction. And so um, he's built a great team. And, and, and I do think that, you know, they go from uh, a Super Bowl contender to still a, a playoff contender, you know, clearly on the lower end of things. But, yeah, Mac is going to have a great opportunity in front of him, you know, and, and I think it's just a matter of the right price on him. You know, I, I, I made the, my rankings adjustment last night. I'll probably do another one this afternoon. Uh, I put him toward the back end of the number two running backs, but I think that feels kind of low. You know, I think he's in the middle of the, of the number two guys, you know, probably somewhere around 20. But, um, you know, he's still somebody that you could take in round four, and I think feel very comfortable about that and get great production out of him this season. Jamie, uh, I don't know where you sit on uh, online drafting where – you know, the amateurs are just going to click best available, and this is the next one on the list. That being said, for us that, that are a little bit deeper into this, is there a number that, that you look at where you say, okay, the average draft position is X? You don't want to deviate X amount of numbers from that number. So you've got your list, and I want people to understand that you got to go on your field too. Don't just take the next guy in line if you got to dip eight 
positions down and you feel good about that player, he's going to bounce up. But is there a number that you would say, hey, don't go 20 numbers off the mark. Don't go 20 spots off the mark. I don't necessarily have a number. I, I think it's, uh, you know, your, your position in the draft is so key to where you want to take your guys. If you're on the back end of a, of a uh, you know, you're on the turn, you know, let's say you're 11 or 12 or 1 or 2 and it's the middle of the draft and you know you're not having another pick for 20-some-odd selections and there's a guy that you love, you take him. You know, it's just, a, it's just a matter of it's your fantasy team. Don't let what I say. Don't let what Yahoo says. Don't let what ESPN says. We're going based on what we think the order should be we don't know what your team looks like. We don't know what your draft looks like. You know, so uh, it, it could be 8-9. It could be 10-12. It could be 20. You know, um, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite guys, you know, this year is Darwin Thompson. And, and so if I know I want to have Darwin Thompson on my team and I'm not picking for another, you know, you know, 20 spots, but it's, you know, two rounds before he's supposed to go, who cares? You know, we do at CBS, we do these draft grades at the end of your draft. They give you a draft recap. It's, it's totally automated. It's based on projections. And you may get a lower grade than the rest of your league. So what? The draft is just such a small part of your fantasy season that it doesn't matter if you come out of your draft with a, a quote-unquote low grade. It's what your team looks like by the end of the season. If you stop conviction on a guy, take him. It doesn't matter where you take him. Talking with Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports and CBS Sports Fantasy and NFL analyst here on the when 105.7 FM, the Fans Fantasy Football Weekly. Almost said the afternoon show. My bad, Jamie. As we bounce around here and, and look at the rest of this league, especially in the AFC, there's a lot in the South that I like, especially, and it starts with Deshaun Watson this year. Oh, he's great. I mean, you know, you're looking at a, you know, we, we had this conversation on our uh, on our online streaming show last night, uh, CBS Sports HQ, where, you know, what's the, the status of the Texans now? They lose Lamar Miller. Nothing has changed. You know, Lamar Miller is a very good running back. I don't think anybody's going to call him a great running back. Uh, he's very serviceable, reality-wise and, and fantasy-wise. Uh, this is Deshaun Watson's offense, and if they can fix that offensive line, he is going to be in the conversation for the number one quarterback. Now, obviously, Patrick Mahomes would have to really fall off for him to pass Mahomes, but you can make a strong argument that he's number two. And so I think Watson, if he has his receivers healthy, it would be so fantastic to see a full season of Will Fuller, a full season of Kiki QT, and then obviously what DeAndre Hopkins brings to the table. And now you have you know, an upgrade in terms of the pass catching back with Duke Johnson now expected to be that starter. So um, Watson's just an unbelievable player in an unbelievable situation. If he could just keep, you know, the defenders off of his back or keep from putting him on his back, uh, he'll be in a great, great spot this year. Holdouts. Zeke and Melvin Gordon. Someone's going to get screwed on the deal. Someone's going to get hit a home run. What's your advice, and, and how do we approach those two? I, I think they're totally different. You know, I, I really expect a, a, a deal to happen with Elliott or him to show up. You know, his, his service time is, is so important here because he still has two years left on his contract. So, you know, if the Cowboys really want to be and make this contentious, they'll start to, you know, you know, not just find him, but actually collect the money. Cause you know, with this, it's such an untold story at this point that, you know, players get fined, but they never pay it. Um, you know, so he'll have to, you know, start to you know deal with the accrued money that he's missing. Uh, but I expect something to happen. You know, I'm very confident in the, in the Cowboys. They went through this once upon a time with Emmitt Smith. He missed the first two games of the season. Then he went on to still be an all pro. Uh, I, I think uh, Zeke will be, you know, fine. I'm still taking him in the first round. With Melvin Gordon, I think he's going to ride this out as long as he can. Uh, you know, he's going to dig his heels in, and, and I think the Chargers are as well. You know, they have very capable running backs to replace him. And, uh, you know, you look at Austin Eckler and Dustin Jackson, I think both guys can be in the conversation for starting fantasy options this year going into the season, uh, and maybe by the end of the year, depending on how many games Melvin Gordon misses. Melvin Gordon missed. So I, I think, you know, you're looking at, again, Zeke, first-round caliber still. 
Uh, Gordon, somebody that I'm not touching until round five at the earliest big Tampa. Jamie, what do you make of the wide receiver position? A lot of people in in Wisconsin excited Devontae Adams in the top three production-wise fantasy uh, for for wide receivers, but especially Antonio Brown. I mean, this is a dude that was going top three in drafts for the last three years. I've seen him as late in the middle of the third, early fourth. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that, depending on when you draft, he may have been a great value pick because you know people scared of the foot situation, scared of the helmet saga. Uh, I'm still concerned about him, you know, just knowing the fact that the quarterback downgrade targets aren't going to be the same. His rapport with Roethlisberger was so uh, crucial, you know, when plays broke down, you know, obviously Big Ben, you know, is one of those guys that moves around the pocket and extends plays, you know, will Derek Carr be able to do the same thing and have the same success with Antonio Brown? So I think early third is a good spot for him, uh, especially in PPR and non-PPR. You can make a case still middle of the third round, but, um, you know, he's not going to be the same receiver. You know, we saw his yards per catch come down last season. And he was saved by the 15 touchdowns for his overall fantasy value. I don't think he's going to get double-digit touchdowns, but that's, I think, the thing that's going to be keeping him. In terms of Devontae Adams, he's my number one receiver. You know, I, I look at the track record for Aaron Rodgers with his number one guy. I'm not concerned about Matt LaFleur changing things. I think Rodgers, when he gets in the red zone, leans on that guy more so than anybody else. So if you were to say to me right now, the, the, the guy who has the best chance to get double digits and touchdowns at that position, I'll take Devontae Adams over the field. Rookie running backs, uh, I know at the top of a lot of these rookie lists uh, has the uh, kid out there in Oakland, Jacobs, and then it's uh, David Montgomery. I think there are some others here. Where do you see some of these rookie running backs? This is where you can get an edge here, Jamie, as you know, on the amateurs where they just don't recognize the names. Yeah, they see the list, but I think they're more apt to go with somebody they've heard of before. Where can you get a steal with rookie RBs? Yeah, it's funny you mention that because I did a draft with, uh, I do a father-son league with my seven-year-old, and the fathers, they play fantasy, but they're not obviously as into it as, as I am, and, and, you know, they're more of the casual player than, than the expert. And so, you know, you start to hear names getting, you know, thrown out in the draft by the people who play and are in the know, and they're like, who's Alexander Madison? Who's Justice Hill? Where does he go? You know, Darwin Thompson, who's that? You know, so I, I think those are the guys that are going to make the, the difference in a lot of drafts because the top three rookie running backs, I think everybody knows, you know Josh Jacobs, you know David Montgomery, and then Miles Sanders being the third guy. It's that next group. You know, and like I said, Darwin Thompson, I think Damian Williams is going to be in line for a good season, but he's never been a full-time back, and if something happens to him, it looks like Thompson's the next man up. And You know, Andy Reid's running backs are tried and true. Uh, Madison's going to be the guy behind Dalvin Cook, who's missed more time than he's played in the NFL. I don't think he's a great talent, but I think he's in a good situation. Um, Justice Hill, same thing. The Ravens run the ball as much as anybody in the NFL, and should something happen to Mark Ingram, or even in tandem with Mark Ingram, he's in a good spot. And then, you know, you want to go back to the holdout situation like we were talking about. If Ezekiel Elliott misses any time, we've seen Tony Pollard look like a star so far in the preseason, and that Dallas offensive line will make him look special. So I think Tony Pollard's a must-have on draft day, along with guys like Damian Harris as well and, and Daryl Henderson. They're still in good spots also. Billy, did you just hear what I heard? So, so we got Jamie Eisenberg here, CBS Sports fantasy and NFL analyst. Has his seven-year-old mass all of his buddies, get their dads into a league, and then vultures in. Just cleans it all up. I love it. (laughs) I do, too. That's that's a great deal. That's a little revenue source for you. I I I really enjoy that. Okay, well he's not hawking twenty five bucks from a seven year old. I can't imagine. No, the dads. That's why you bring in the dads. Oh, okay. That, no, so that's we, why we, we we do it where the kids have to make the picks uh, every year. That we we're in year three right now. So they started as five year olds and they have to do the first round in the first year. They got up to the third round where they have to make the picks themselves. And then the goal is eventually to turn the league over to them. So I'm oh, trying nice. more so from. 
from a business perspective to extend my career so that I can have, you know, five-year-olds that are starting to play fantasy. So that's the goal. No, no, and that's cool. And that, that was my next question here is, is just the sport of fantasy football just continues to grow, continues to grow. And have you noticed that some of the TV networks are now just starting to embrace it? Uh, to Not to the point where we want it quite yet, but have you noticed or do you want to see more embraced uh, from the TV networks? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I, I'm lucky enough to work at a, at a place at, at CBS, you know, where we started this, uh, this, this network, CBS Sports HQ, where, you know, the, they tell us, you know, here are the pillars of what we're doing. It's our NFL coverage. It's our college football coverage, which are, you know, things that CBS is known for. And then it's our fantasy coverage. You know, we have an hour daily show um, from uh, noon to one Eastern that we, uh, you know, talk fantasy. It's, it's the highlight of our day because, you know, it's lunchtime on the East Coast. And so we do a show on Sunday mornings that we've been doing for years, but they just continue to you know put more revenue into it from our standpoint to make the show look special. You know what ESPN does with Matthew Berry and everything, the way that they pump them up, which they should because it's a great product. And then you know you're seeing all these other sites. But in terms of what you're talking about, the TV broadcast, they know that people aren't going to games to the same level that they used to. That Red Zone has become such a popular thing. That's a network that's really based around fantasy football and watching scores and checking your fantasy scores. So. I would not be surprised if at some point we see uh, you, you see my ugly face in the in the game on CBS, as they say. Now we go to like they do to the uh, yeah. officiating. Now we go to uh, your instant fantasy analysis, and something happens, big play or injury or whatnot, and there's me giving some sort of analysis. So, uh, if anybody from CBS at the upper echelon is listening, I'm happy to do that. Uh, but you know, no, I could see it though, happens, Jamie. So. I, I know you say that in jest, but I could see it. I mean, we got to pro- project out here what's what's going to be, not what is. And I, I see it. I I think you could have a fantasy update within within game broadcasts. Uh, yeah, I mean, we do it on our site, but I, I right. think again, it could be something that happens in uh, on, on a CBS or Fox or. You know, ESPN, ABC, however they decide to do it. Absolutely. Jamie, final thing for you, for for me, I want to look at these tight ends. And and George Kittle I'm in love with right now, obviously, and and that's not a big shocker. But for Mark Andrews, in a situation where they're going to run the football as much as they want to, how much of a of a security blanket do you notice with first and second year wide quarterbacks going with a security blanket tight end and big value late in the draft? Yeah, it's something that, that's obviously been you know tried and true over the years. And, you know, I think Dak Prescott, for example, getting a veteran guy, uh, a veteran quarterback at this point, and a veteran guy like Jason Witten back, you know, he, he's going to value that security blanket. But absolutely, I think Mark Andrews, there's going to be a couple of tight ends that you take at the back end of the draft that got a lot of hype, and we haven't really seen much in the preseason. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds during the year. The two in particular for me are Andrews and Vance McDonald because I think they're in such great spots. For McDonald, he's got all those vacated targets without Antonio Brown. And Jesse James gone is over 200 targets. And I know Dante Moncrief and James Washington and maybe Deontay Johnson filled that role. But McDonald, I think, is going to have a big opportunity to build off what was a good start last year in Pittsburgh. And then Andrews, like you said, you know, he, there's two guys that have gotten so much hype. And this kind of goes back to take the guys that you want maybe a little bit sooner. Curtis Samuel and, and Mark Andrews, the practice reports, the beat writers, everything that you hear out of Baltimore about Andrews and similarly in Carolina with Samuel is, oh, my God, look at these plays, these splash plays. The Panthers send out the – the, the video of Cam to Samuel almost on a daily basis. And uh, the athletic um, beat writer for the Ravens continues to rave about just how great Mark Andrews has been, but we haven't seen it yet. So people have sort of backed off a little bit. But I think Andrews is going to be a guy that you just say, oh, I'll take a flyer on him. If he stinks, in four weeks I'll go get Chris Herndon when he's off his suspension. Mm-hmm. But I think Andrews could be that second-year breakout tight end like we see all the time. Most sophomore guys tend to break out and play big. 
Jamie, appreciate the time. I just want to ask on a, on a personal note. I mean, when you uh, were much younger, and did you think you'd ever make a living? I mean, we're all lucky to do what we do in sports talk for sure. But I mean, did you ever think you'd make a living over over fantasy football? Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I uh, I started in, as, as a newspaper guy, so I was uh, I went to the University of Florida, so I was happy about the game last night. But I went from there to um, uh, the Palm Beach Post, which is the uh, you know one of the daily papers in, in South Florida. And I was the backup guy to the Dolphins, the Geek, the Marlins, you know. So I was just looking for a foot in the door at CBS to, you know, kind of uh, enhance my career. And I said, oh, I, I like fantasy. You know, they, they knew I covered the NFL, that I could write, you know, put a sentence together. And so I thought, okay, yeah, I'll do this, and then maybe I'll move on to something else. And fantasy just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, if they came to me now and said, we want you to be our NFL writer or our uh, NBA writer, I'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I, yeah. I like what I'm doing. Yeah, that's, that, that is really cool because uh, I – Again, they pay us to do a fantasy football show once a week, and uh, your name, your stock, I think, in and around the fantasy world is starting to grow. So I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on with us once in a while, every couple of years or so. We hear you on Pharrell, we hear you on CBS Sports Radio, and we appreciate the time, Jamie. Always a pleasure. Oh well, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good season, and I hope all of your uh, your fantasy leagues come out as winners. There you go. All right, Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports fantasy and NFL analyst on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019, look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local, common sense lending to your communities since 1935. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.